Brian. How are you? Oh my god, I'm like so fucking tired. <laughs> I hope you're not sick. I don't think so. Although I did have a really vivid dream, and oh my god, there was just a lot of sex. I mean, not a lot of sex. There was a lot of like flirtation. What was the cause of this flirtation? There was a like a maid came to my room to clean it, and she was like so Jewish and beautiful, like curly, long black hair. <laughs> wow. She was like straight from like Washington Heights. You know what I mean? Michael, look at you. And she brought me. Oh, she brought me orange juice. It was so amazing. Oh, wow. Mazel tov. Looks yes. like you'll be adding another girlfriend to the uh, to the roster, to the stable. You know, I have a fantasy Jewish girl who brings me orange juice thing going on right yeah, now. Yeah, right. And I'm the fantasy Jewish girl who you bring orange juice to. Yeah, that's true. You want to have both sides of the spectrum. I got um, masks in the mail today. That's so I cool. Can mask up when i go out look this one has moons and stars and then i have one that's like a, a marble and i just wore one with sunflowers on it that's really cute yeah wicked cute do you have any pesach vibes have you been thinking about pesach have you been feeling the energy of pesach in the air i'm probably eating right now some very non-kosher for passover bob's red mill coconut spice granola oh yum yeah it's really good you know, I was thinking about the little lesson that we went to, little little Mishnah discussion. Oh, yeah. Michael and I went to the um, Svara Queer Yeshiva Mishnah Chabura this afternoon, which we do. It's like a Talmud learning thing. It's become a new thing that we do together as a couple. Okay. Well, we should discuss that if it's a new thing we do together, but... We have done it together the past two days. That's true. It's literally just an observable fact that we do it together as a couple. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I'm not... Don't bring your commitment phobia in here, Michael, because Uh, I will call you out on this pod. uh, I will read you to filth, and our listeners will know. Can't I just be a manic pixie dream boy? I am the manic pixie dream person in this relationship, and I think we both know it. Mm, I think I give you a run for your money. I'm like an evolved, an elevated form of manic pixie dream person. I guess what I'm saying is I'm like you, but stronger. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Definitely. So we went to the Pesach Mishnah Chabura today. What did you think about all that? I thought it was good. Rabbi, what was his name? G-Unit? Rabbi Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Rabban Gamliel. Rabban G-Unit. Rabban G-Unit was like, dude, you really need to fucking remember that God passed over. Like, that's a big thing you need to remember and tell. And then the question that came up in our breakout group was, why do we have to do this action like in all the other plagues? You know, everything else is um, is done for us. Like if you're just a Jew mm-hmm. and you're a slave and you're hanging out, like you're just watching a show for the first nine plagues. You know, this is like a Netflix miniseries of crazy ridiculousness going on in front of you. But then that's like the last episode. It's like, no, now you have to interact. It's like that really, really right. bad Black Mirror episode. Bandersnatch, that's just what I was thinking, which I never saw. It's, you know, whatever. It's it's shitty. But it's yeah. like suddenly number 10 is Bandersnatch. I was thinking about Protestant, maybe this is Lutheran, but like the whole like salvation by faith alone. Yeah, I mean, I think it is Lutheran. I think that was one of Martin Luther's like big sticking points. If the 10th plague we didn't have to do anything for, then 
I feel like that would be a really good uh, piece of evidence that it's just salvation by faith or salvation by covenant. Right. Which is funny because the Christians who like to appropriate the Passover Seder, they see the blood on the doorpost as like a super big Jesus metaphor. Yeah, and it is a super big Jesus metaphor, I guess. I mean, I think vice versa, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. It depends (laughs) on your perspective. It made me reflect that Judaism is an orthoprax, whereas... uh, Christianity is an orthodox. To be a Christian, you have to believe certain things. And if you're a Protestant, then you really, that's all it takes. You don't even have to do any actions. There is no orthoprax, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of holes to be poked in that argument. I mean, Maimonides wrote, like, the, the principles of Jewish faith. So, like, there clearly are, like, doxologies, for lack of a better word, within Judaism. That's like, true. Like, it's not strictly orthoprax. Christianity, I would say, like, even if it's nominally only orthodox, like, it also, sociologically speaking, has an orthopraxis to it as well. There's a mode of behavior that's accepted. Well, okay, I'll, I'll say this about Maimonides. This is my hot take. Maimonides is very new. He's only been around for, like, the last third of Judaism. He is reacting to living in a Muslim society, which... Islam is a, a orthodox. So I think in some ways he's doing this thing where he's trying to make Judaism feel relevant in a Muslim society by being like, no, we're kind of the same thing as you guys. We don't have these four pillars, but we got like these tenants. I don't buy it. I don't buy that explanation of what Maimonides is doing. We just talked about the last episode how Maimonides, one of his primary goals was harmonizing philosophy and Judaism. I don't think he was trying to harmonize Judaism and Islam. I think both the Islamic scholars of the era and the Jewish scholars of the era were trying to bring their systems to a new level of modernity by like harmonizing them with philosophy. So their efforts look similar. So I think the principles of faith are more more a result of trying to bring Judaism, trying to like structure it logically rather than trying to harmonize it with Islam. Anyway, this is a really interesting conversation, but I think we've digressed a little bit too long. Yeah, we have. This episode does have a topic. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. What are we talking yeah, about today? Yeah, we have a listener question, you schmuck. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's did right. you not look at Friday before this? No, I did. I did. I did. Okay. Audience, we're playing you the message. Boom. We're cutting it in right here. We're going to listen to our listener question and then talk about it. We love this listener question. Hi, how are you? My name is David, and I wanted to call your hotline this week with some hot takes. So first, I think Molly is right about Sailor Moon, but second, there's the right way, the wrong way, and the Jane way. And third, I've been thinking about a reading of Rebecca Black's Friday as about the Messianic Age and how we got to get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. This thousand-year Shemitah of Mushmat, or fallow time, coming up in maybe 220 years. I'd love to hear what you think about that, especially if everything from the last 780 years was us getting down on Friday. Thanks. Love the show. And Shavuot Hove. Bye. Wow. Thank you, David, for that excellent 
voicemail. This voicemail made me so happy when I received it. I would like to say that Janeway is my favorite captain. Close second with Cisco. So if you disagree about the best Star Trek captain, please leave us a voicemail or send us an email at hi, how are you? I'd love to talk about Star Trek more on the show. Whoa, there's some hot takes in this. I know, it's a beautiful hot take. So I want to give a little context. David is talking about something in the voicemail um, that people might not know about. So there's this concept of Hevelay Mashiach, uh, the birth pangs of Mashiach time. Basically, there's this idea that we learn about in the Talmud, mostly in Masechet Sanhedrin, and a little bit in Masechet Sotah. Those tractates of Talmud, honestly, there's not even a way for me to summarize what they're about. They're like about so many things. But the tractate Sanhedrin and the tractate Sotah, they talk about how before Mashiach comes, there's going to be all these crazy things, epidemics of terrible diseases, poverty, war, you know, sort of a classic apocalyptic scenario. And these Hevle Mashiach are supposed to start like a thousand years before Mashiach comes, which would be the Jewish year 6000. And right now it's Jewish year 5780. So like theoretically, we're in the Hevle Hevle Mashiach, like the pre-pre-Mashiach time. That is helpful for me because I was like, David, what the hell are you talking about? You sound like you know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. All I know about Shemitah is what I learned like four episodes ago about seven years letting the fields lie fallow and everyone gets their debt canceled. Now you're talking about the thousand year Shemitah. I'm like, what the hell's going on, David? David was asking about this song, this Rebecca Black song called Friday, which I hope you've all heard. We can't play it on the podcast for obvious copyright reasons. Yeah. It was like this very weird YouTube phenomenon. We'll put a link to the original YouTube video so Rebecca Black gets credit. Michael is saying that, but it will be me who puts the link. So Michael will have to remind me in the future. That's true. What'd you think of this whole... Here's some fun things I want to talk about in Friday. There's a line in the first verse that goes, seeing everything, the time is going, ticking on and on. Everybody's rushing, ticking on and on. Got to get down to the bus stop. Got to catch my bus. I see my friends, my friends. When I read this line, I saw it as Rebecca Black, who I Googled. She's not Jewish, but I do believe she was channeling the spirit of our sages of blessed memory when she wrote this song. I love it. When I read the line, seeing everything, the time is going, ticking on and on, everybody's rushing. I definitely felt like that was an homage to the idea that we're rushing towards the time of Mashiach. And when Rebecca Black looks around, she sees that Everyone is, you know, rushing to the bus stop, rushing after the things of the world, rushing after, you know, false idols like capitalism. Mm -hmm. This song is her clarion call saying you have to prepare for Mashiach. You got to get down on Friday because the Shabbat of Mashiach time is coming. Friday is pre-Mashiach. Okay. Okay. Right? Because Mashiach time is Shabbat. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, in fact, in Masechet Sanhedrin, page 98b, there's this little section that asks, what does a man do to be spared the pains of Hevle Mashiach, to be spared from the pain of the pre-Mashiach era? Let him engage in Torah and acts of loving kindness. So, Rebecca Black's Friday is like a modern translation of this Talmudic line. 
she sees people rushing after the bus, which is a metaphor for the way of the world. But what she wants people to do is to engage in Torah and acts of kindness so that they can prepare for Mashiach time and be spared from the pain. Uh, okay, I like that, but here's my thing. <laughs> for me, the bus is a symbol of community and communal preparation and pooling resources, mm. right? So she's waiting for the fucking bus, right? And then her friends pull up in a car. And then she starts thinking, not for the community, but for herself, when she's like sitting in the front seat or kicking in the back seat, which seat does she take? So all of a sudden, she's not engaging with the community. She's engaging with this car full of her friends. You know, she's not supporting the infrastructure that actually supports her own education. See, so I read it totally differently. I don't think Rebecca Black is actually saying you need to prepare for the Mashiach. I think she's actually a moral disgrace. This just in, Rebecca Black is a moral disgrace. She's not a moral disgrace, but she was playing the character of... Mm. This is art. She is playing the role of someone who takes an isolationist approach yes. to the apocalypse. She's a prepper. She's a prepper. She's playing a prepper. Never confuse the art and the artist. Rebecca Black, <laughs> well, I don't know anything about you. No opinion about you. Your art is what I love. And her art in this case is performing the character as a warning to us to take a communal approach to preparing for Mashiach during these hard times, for instance, during this pandemic. Yeah, basically. The character is sort of sowing her wild oats, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we may die. But what we really need to be doing is coming together as a community of Torah learners to be ready for Mashiach. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> I love forcing you to agree with my weird Jewish statements through conversational trickery. Oh, yeah. The whole religion of Judaism is just conversational trickery. Yeah. Socrates was the first Jew. David, thank you. David, I'm so glad you sent us this question. It was incredible. Everyone else, also please send us listener questions. We love listener questions. Yeah, send us some questions, and they can be about anything. It could be a request for us to do a show about a certain piece of Talmud. It could be an offer for a shidduch for either one of us. You know, anything. Yeah, just to reach out. Shidduch or get off the pot. What is a shidduch? A shidduch is like a matchmaking. Okay, definitely. I am so good at that shit. I am... <laughs> I will pair you up, just like... Be warned. Oh, no. I mean, if you want one of us to pair you up, that would be asking us to be your shadchan. Oh. Shidduch would be if you are arranging a marriage with either one of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm done with that, too. Listeners? <laughs> Listeners? Listeners? We are so sexy. We are extra. We're, yeah. We're pretty cool. Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah. Share us on social media. Join the Patreon. Email us at hihowareyou at gmail.com. I don't know. I like you, listeners. Yeah, we like you. Listeners, you're great. We love making this show. It's fun. I have enough Patreon support that I can almost pay my rent off Patreon right now, which is a huge support. It's helping me feel so stable in this pandemic time. So I want to say a big special thank you to all my Patreon Patreons. I think by the time we release this Pesach, will it be over? It will not be over yet. So I'll just go ahead and wish you all a Pesach Alegre. Also Shavua Tov, because this will come out on Sunday. I can't wait to talk to you all again. Shavua Tov, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.
बाय